Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Smart takes the shot, and the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in a Tuesday edition of the show. Glad to be with you. We had no show yesterday. Still figuring out all of the technical problems, so hopefully we sound reasonable today as we work to get everything adjusted just right. But great to be with you. Lots to get to, especially when we've missed some shows like we have in the last week and a half or so. Uh, Gosh, there's a lot of negative to talk about around IU football right now and a lot of positive to talk about when it comes to IU basketball recruiting and hope, I think, is a great word to use for IU basketball for the upcoming season. People are hopeful that this Indiana team is going to be uh, the real deal and going to be in the mix at some level of the Big Ten Conference with some of the talent that they've added and other returning players. So fun time. We're headed to the start of the NBA season, 20 days, I think, from today. Hoosier Hysteria is coming up right after the start of the NBA. We'll get into the college exhibitions and some of the closed-door scrimmage games and Before you know it, we will be right in the middle of the college hoops season. So fun stuff. Glad to have you with us. And uh, thanks for your patience over the last week or so as we work to get this out. I've had a lot of text. Are you still doing your show? What happened? Did the move to Louisville knock off the IU coverage? No, we're still the home for the Hoosiers. We still have the coaches shows. We still have IU football and basketball with the legendary Don Fisher and We've also got this local yokel show, right? IU coverage and Southern Indiana sports. We do it weekdays at 11 o'clock. So glad to have you with us here on the show. Let's look at the lineup for today. A service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one here in just a moment. We will give you the Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news coming up. Later in the hour, Tuesdays is always a good day on the show because Mike Schumann, who is the author of The Daily Hoosier, he's going to join us. We'll have an extended chat today on IU football, where things stand, Coach Allen, what his future is uh, as the IU coach. Obviously, there's been some shakeups on his coaching staff, so we'll talk about that with Mike. And we'll get into basketball when he joins us a little bit later today as well. Uh, Also, later, we'll catch up on high school football for the week and uh, talk about some of the Friday night games. That's the lineup today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Uh, Don't forget to check them out for a delicious lunch. They've got great sandwiches, salads, and soups that are made fresh daily, and they will surely satisfy any craving you may have. You might even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. So give Honey Baked Ham in New Albany a try. I think you'll be glad that you did. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher, 
to keep your day going in the right direction. Right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and send us a text on the Thornton's text line. Justin, uh, raising the, vo the volume up a little bit, so let me know if I need to go higher or lower. We'll go from there as we're still tinkering around. That's much around. better. And much uh, better, Thank man. you, Justin. Great producer. You do a wonderful job, by the way. Thank you. All right, so thanks. Uh, let me know if we need to make any other adjustments trying to figure all this out. Let's get into our headlines today. First thing I want to bring up is IU basketball. We finally got a lot of the television designations from the Big Ten Conference, which is always interesting. We've had the opponents. We now have the dates. Uh, but this was interesting to me. You know, there's new television deal for the Big Ten Conference, NBC, Fox. Um, how about this? IU basketball games on Peacock this season, which Justin had to tell me or clarify for me before the show went on. Peacock is the streaming platform. Again, the streaming platform, not the traditional television for the, uh, I'm going to go a little bit higher for you, Justin, tell me how that is. Um, but I, I, Peacock, the streaming platform for NBC, there's going to be some key IU basketball games on NBC that are on Peacock this year, which is a little surprising to me. Indiana at Michigan, going to be on Peacock. Indiana at Rutgers on Peacock. Indiana Purdue at Assembly Hall is going to be on Peacock. Indiana at Ohio State and Wisconsin at Indiana. All of those big, those five really big games on Peacock streaming for this season. So if you're like me and you follow this team and you've got a number of different streaming platforms already, it sounds like we're going to have to add Peacock to our growing list of monthly subscriptions if you're going to watch not just Indiana, but some of these other key Big Ten Conference games, which to me, uh, there's nothing better than a good Big Ten game, middle, later part of the season that's really meaningful to the conference standings. It's my favorite college basketball to watch from the Big Ten Conference. So sounds like we better get Peacock. I have to look up what the subscription is. Justin may know. He watches a lot more television than I do. But uh, Peacock, definitely something that IU fans are going to want to add to their repertoire of streaming platforms that they have moving forward. Uh, let's jump to IU football now. Uh, IU football fired Walt Bell. That came out on Sunday. So the offensive coordinator goes out the door in the middle of the season. And obviously that's never a good sign for your program if you're firing and shuffling staff mid-year. Of course, Walt Bell, former head coach himself, just the play calling did not make sense. I'm not a football guy. I don't know the strategies. I'm much more of a basketball person. But there were some very confusing moments watching this Indiana football team on TV the first however many opening weeks of the season. So probably a good move, probably something Tom Allen is doing to buy himself some more time. We'll talk a little bit more about Tom Allen and his buyout and things. That's been a question that's come up a lot lately. And without having a lot of shows, we haven't had an opportunity to really dive in and address it. We'll do that today. But uh, Rod Carey has been elevated to the offensive coordinator. All this came out Sunday, so right after Indiana got absolutely slaughtered by Maryland. And Maryland's good, but I don't know that they're – I think didn't Tom Allen say they're the best team in the Big Ten Conference or put them up there near the top of the conference? I don't know about that. But they are undefeated. They are having a great year, and they absolutely handled Indiana. 
So Rod Carey, a head coach himself, he's going to take over the offensive line position. We'll get more into this with Mike uh, Schumann a little bit later in the program today. But uh, never good when you're firing a key coach like an offensive coordinator effective immediately in the middle of the season. So we'll see how things improve or go from here. And by the way, Kerry was the head coach at Northern Illinois from 2012 through 18. He was at Temple from 2019 to 21. 64 and 50, his record as a head coach in college football. Seven bowl appearances, so he's a guy that comes in with some success in the mid-major level of college football. But Rod Carey, the new offensive coordinator, and I guess another interesting thing to mention, there was no tag of interim in the release that we got from Indiana over this. So it's almost, it sounds like a permanent decision for whatever Tom Allen's future is that Rod Carey is going to be the uh, offensive line uh, coach. So that is interesting as well to bring somebody in mid-season and put them immediately into that role, it, it sounds like, permanently. So, uh, Also, could there be some other positional changes coming up for Indiana? I think it's probably likely that we see some. I think some are expected. I do wonder what we uh, end up seeing with quarterback. Uh, does uh, Taven Jackson remain the starter? Uh, does Brendan Soresby perhaps take over that role? We saw Soresby and uh, others get opportunity to uh, run the IU offense in the loss to Maryland. But I think with Indiana a week off to prepare, to adjust, to get ready for Michigan, which gets absolutely no easier for this Indiana team, uh, I would expect to see possibly wholesale changes with Coach Allen and, of course, new offensive coordinator Rod Carey. So we'll see what happens there. But Kickoff time for uh, IU at Michigan. By the way, Michigan, number two in the country. Uh, obviously, the Wolverines having an outstanding season. The game is going to be on national television. It's the noon game on Fox as part of the big noon kickoff. So uh, Indiana going to get some national prominence here. Can they take advantage of that? Can they make it reasonable against Michigan? I don't think anybody thinks that the Hoosiers have a chance to win that ball game, but can they keep it anywhere reasonable? 44-17 loss to Maryland last weekend doesn't give you any confidence that this Indiana team can go to highly ranked, highly thought of Michigan and do anything better than their effort against Maryland. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, definitely an interesting pivotal point of the season. It gets no easier in the Big Ten Conference. Indiana, a two-win team right now. I think I said three. A lot of people said they thought this IU team would be a three-win team. But if things continue down the path they're going without some significant changes and improvements, I'm not sure this team gets off of the two-win mark where they stand right now. Uh, also, I saw a story in the Indianapolis Star, most highly paid, overrated college football coaches in the country, Tom Allen on that list. And I'm going to read the little capsule that went along with Tom Allen's description as one of the more overpaid coaches in the country. It says, quote, Allen is a terrific motivator and accomplished head coach who is responsible for one of the most successful seasons in Indiana's modern history, <clears throat> a six-win, two-loss finish, and number 13 ranking during the COVID-influenced 2020 campaign. That helped him earn a restructured deal that pays $4.5 million this year and runs through 2027, 
but the Hoosiers have since plummeted back to the bottom of the Big Ten at 8-23 and overall since the start of the 2021 season and 2-18 and in league play. The Hoosiers fired offensive coordinator Walt Bell after last weekend's blowout loss to Maryland. IU next place October 14th at Michigan. So there you go. I thought that's really a correct summary of Tom Allen's rise and fall, and he is a great motivator. He is one of the more positive people that I've ever interacted with or seen on TV and from a reasonably close distance over the year as an IU football head coach. But definitely right now, I don't know that his motivation is going to do good for this team. Things uh, seem to have some dire problems. Um, Is this frustrating for IU fans? This is a question for you. You could send in your thoughts to me, a text message on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Indiana struggling, uh, firing its offensive coordinator. That's where the Hoosiers are at right now, heading into bye week. Also, um, Louisville football undefeated, getting ready for a humongous game on Saturday night uh, in Louisville with Jeff Brom as the head coach. Also, uh, Kentucky coming off a monumental win over Florida. They dominated the Gators, so that's where things stand there. How frustrating is it to once again see Indiana be really at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the local college football scene? Everybody else has had some things for their fans to get very excited about, uh, but for Indiana, there's not much to get excited about at all. It's really how bad is it going to get the rest of the way for this Indiana team. So, I know Indiana, everybody gearing up for this big Louisville-Notre Dame game. Everybody, Kentucky fans, excited about their win over Florida. Uh, But my goodness, Indiana football just in a really tough situation right now. A couple IU basketball notes I want to mention. Uh, The one good thing with IU hoops, and there's a lot of good things, I think, with IU hoops right now, but when it comes to the dire straits of football, there are some much better things when it comes to basketball. But Indiana is right in the mix for their key targets in the 2024 class. And I know we talk a lot about this, but we haven't had as many shows the last week or so as normal. Liam McNeely, uh, five-star, he's down to Indiana and Kansas. A lot of people think that he is going to commit to Indiana. The decision could come soon. Boogie Fland out of New York, Indiana rising to compete with Kentucky and Alabama. Uh, Indiana has been mentioned as a hot school when it comes to him. Can Indiana ultimately beat out the Kentucky Wildcats? They have a chance. Uh, Moving on in 2024, Derek Queen, a four-star, also from down at Montverde, like Liam McNeely, Indiana, Maryland, Houston, the key programs there. Um, He would be a big get for the Hoosiers. Those are three big targets, three big names that Indiana is definitely at the table for, definitely has a chance to get. McNeely, I I think they will get, based on what some of the national recruiting guys are saying. It does seem, based on reports, that uh, things are trending in a really good direction with Boogie Flan, so we'll see how his recruitment plays out. I don't have near the field, good or bad, on Derek Queen, but he continues to mention Indiana. He's been on campus, I think, at least twice, so we'll see ultimately how things play out for the Hoosiers, but uh, some good news for recruiting, and could the chips begin to fall soon? We're, what, a month away, uh, just over a month away from the early signing period, and you would expect that if possibly all these guys will want to make their decision either leading up to or during that early signing period in November. So I think this month, we're October 3 today, 
has an opportunity to be a huge month for the future of IU basketball. Of course, the transfer portal every year, every offseason is huge. It's just crazy how it's changed. But if you get a couple of these guys, if Indiana were to get a pair of these guys, watch out. That's a really big kit and a big class for this Indiana football team. A couple local notes to mention. Uh, soccer sectionals are underway. Volleyball pairings are set. Football pairings come out this Sunday night, I believe. So we are beginning to approach postseason. If we're not already there in some sports like soccer and tennis, uh, in uh, fall sports, uh, we're getting there. And we're getting closer to high school basketball, by the way. But uh, I do want to mention Jeffersonville and Floyd Central, both winners in their opening round of soccer sectionals. Jeff had not gotten past the first round since 2020. But the Red Devils, with a nice 7-0 win over Jennings County in the first round of the 3A Jeff sectional. And, of course, now Jeff and Floyd Central will play each other. The Highlanders are the big favorite in that game, but that's going to be a Wednesday uh, evening game, uh, while New Albany will take on Bedford North Lawrence in the second semifinal of the game. And, of course, Floyd Central, the defending champion of that sectional so we'll see how things play out there but always fun to look at some of the local so local so soccer sectionals providence girls uh, number one in the state the last i looked on the girls side of soccer so they are having an outstanding season as well and as we get ready to go to commercial break um, i've got to throw this in somebody just sent this to me before we came on the air today but you know i love pickleball Enjoy playing it. We do a lot of pickleball programming leagues. We just had a big Harvest Pickleball Cup tournament through Floyd County Parks and Recreation, which was a lot of fun, and congratulations to all the winners out at San Peden Community Park on Saturday. But Indiana Pickleball, I guess they've got college club pickleball. It's not obviously an official sport or NCAA-sanctioned sport, at least yet, but somebody sent this to me. Indiana Pickleball won the Michigan Regional. It says the Hoosiers bested 18 other teams, including eight from the Big Ten, to punch their ticket to the Duper. That's D-U-P-R. That's the rating system for pickleball. The Duper Collegiate National Championships in November. So IU headed there after winning the mission. The uh, the Michigan Regional. So uh, this is new to me. I did not know that Indiana had a pickleball team or that it was even a club sport, but it sounds like this is a big deal. Uh, the Collegiate National Championships in November. So we're going to have to check that out. I've seen some colleges are beginning to build pickleball facilities. I figured it was more for intramurals and recreation, uh, exercise, things like that. But uh, it's growing. It's expanding. I think at some point down the road, if it continues to grow like it is right now, it'll be a school sport. I really believe that. Uh, but it's unbelievable how pickleball is taking off here in our area as well. A couple texts on the Thornton's text line. Texter says, I think Indiana football in the Big Ten is so hard to ever get excited about. We will be at best middle of the pack on a good run for them. And to me personally, with no chance of ever being an Ohio State caliber program, it's very hard to get excited for the middle of the deal. At least basketball, we have hope of being a top team. Love the show, by the way. Thank you so much for the text. I agree. I mean, I'm, I've covered this team as a guy that hosts a radio show, not as a fan. But I, I don't get excited about the games on the weekend. And it, it, it's not just this season. It's just Indiana football's in a bad spot. They're, they're really in a bad spot. Even if Tom Allen were to go out the door, uh, after this season or very soon in the next couple of years. I'm not even sure where you turn because if you can locate 
a really good young assistant or someone that's got a big name that was a former player that is getting into coaching, if they have any success at all, they're going to be recruited away maybe by other Big Ten teams, uh, but definitely by other college football programs. Indiana just in a really tough spot when it comes to college football. So thank you, Texter, for the text. Also, Texter says, uh, what do you think of Floyd Central football this year, and how far do you think that they can go in the playoffs? Well, Uh, I think Floyd Central is having an outstanding year. I thought they would be solid coming into the year, but I don't know that I would have predicted them with a 6-1 record heading into the final two weeks of the regular season. Keep in mind, their only loss, it was a bad loss by the score, 52-13, but it was to Louisville St. X, who is one of the best programs really in the Midwest, along with Trinity, uh, each and every year. But as far as the postseason goes, I haven't looked much past the sectional. The Highlanders compete in sectional 16. It looks to me like on paper, Floyd Central and Evansville North are the best two records in that sectional. The Highlanders 6-1, and one, as I mentioned. Evansville North 5-2. and two. Keep in mind, down in the pocket city, I always have a lot of respect for those teams. Traditionally, football there is a lot better than it is in our southern part of the state. So a 5-2 and two record coming out of uh, Evansville means a lot to me. I don't know how overall good football is in that area this year. But I'd say Floyd Central, a great chance to win a sectional. The other two in sectional 16, New Albany 2-5, and five, and you've got Castle that's 4-3. and three. Castle's been a dominant program for years and years, but uh, not as good maybe in the Evansville area this season. So, yeah, Floyd should have a chance to win a sectional. And from there, I have to look at potential regional pairings. But uh, great year. And Coach Bragg's a great guy, great coach. Congratulations to him. Hard to believe that he's been at Floyd Central now for six seasons. But thank you, Texter, for the text on uh, high school football and the Highlanders this season. We'll head to a commercial break. If we can get the phone lines working correctly, we'll have Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. But I'm not sure we'll be able to do that. So if not, uh, we'll have Justin Kalen, the producer of my show, and a play-by-play voice of high school football here in the area. He'll join me to talk uh, some IU stuff, and then we'll talk some high school football as well. So stay with us. You're listening to a Tuesday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill me to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Tuesday edition of the show, having some issues with the phone line still, so no Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier in this segment, unfortunately. But Justin Kalen, uh, producer of this show uh, and a great uh, backup, is uh, ready to stand in with me and take us the rest of the way as we talk IU football and basketball in this segment, then we'll get into some high school football stuff coming up in the final segment today. Uh, Another text on the Thornton's text line I want to share with you if I can – Find the text line here in just a moment. Texter says there could be two remedies for IU football. Either hope for a Schellenberger miracle or the IU boosters can buy some good talent in the talent pool. I guess he means the transfer portal maybe. But, yes, uh, thank you for the text. So IU football in a bad, bad spot. And 
Justin, let's start there. It's never good in the middle of the season when you fire a key coach for lack of performance uh, and the offensive coordinator, Walt Bell, he went out the door on Sunday, we found out from Tom Allen. Yeah, but, I mean, it was high time, right, Matt? I mean, the, the offense really this season, and I'm not trying to be mean here, but it's been pretty anemic thus far. I, they've had games where they've struggled. I think the whole two-quarterback situation, not knowing – exactly who you wanted to roll out into the season with. I think that's caused some issues as well with this offense that's really been sputtering. So, yeah, while I'm not normally a fan of a guy getting fired midseason, I think in this situation it was justified. And it's really, to me, it's kind of Tom Allen trying to to make something happen so that to give these fans something to be happy about. And you never want to be happy when a, when a guy gets let go and loses his job. But just giving them something to latch on to, like, okay, Tom Allen is trying here. Then that, and that's really all that matters to me. Yeah. All right, let's talk about IU football moving forward. Um, what do you think maybe are some changes we see? Do you think that Coach Allen still rolls with Taven Jackson? Uh, should he still roll with Taven Jackson? Are there any other changes maybe to expect after a bye week before Indiana gets ready to take on number two, Michigan? Well, it's, it's funny you bring that up because I just brought up the two quarterbacks. So at this point, no, I don't think you make a change with Taven Jackson. I mean, you you had the opportunity for Sorsby to come out and, and show what he's got, and apparently Taven coaches liked what Taven was providing more. So I, I think you continue to roll with Taven Jackson. What they can do, though – to change things up, that is that's a great question, Matt. I I don't really know what the answer is there. I mean, they they tried the whole play option stuff. They've let Taven air it out a little more. They've given it to the running backs. I mean, they I feel like they've tried as much as they can. You're just week in and week out. You're just going up against better talent, and that's something for Indiana that has to change. And that's where that last texture was spot on. If if you can get some stuff out of the transfer portal, and I know Indiana attacked the transfer portal pretty good this past off season, but you've got to start getting those better guys out of the transfer portal. The best programs right now are hitting the transfer portal hard and getting the guys that they want out of that. So that that is something that Indiana can do moving forward if they want to try to get more competitive in this tough, tough Big Ten. But that's really what it comes down to. You're, you're playing in a tough Big Ten. So if you don't get that talent out of the transfer portal or even recruiting-wise, then it's, it's going to be tough sledding if you're a school like Indiana. All right, Justin, you uh, you use DraftKings, you use FanDuel, oh, yeah. you you make some bets from time to time or maybe every day, so <laughs> you can you can help. We'll us leave out that up to the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to make a bet, does Indiana football win another game this season? And if so, who maybe is it against? Yeah, I mean, there's still some winnable games left, in my opinion. I think maybe Rutgers could be a candidate, Michigan State and Purdue. Those are really the three big ones for me that I think Indiana could make some noise against. Now, of course, you've got Penn State and Michigan left. I don't think either of those are winnable games. But, yeah, I mean, I do. I do think they could maybe get that Rutgers game is is probably the most likely. But to, to be honest with you, Purdue hasn't looked all that great this season either. So I, I could see them also winning that game against Purdue. But, Indiana hasn't beaten Purdue in seemingly a long time. You know, I'm glad you brought up that Rutgers game because I agree with you. That might be, if I had to pick a third win for this team, the one I would pick. They're 4-1, and one, so it's a little deceiving. They defeated Northwestern in the first week of the season. They beat Temple handily. They beat Virginia Tech in week three. They lost 31-7 to Michigan. So they didn't get their doors completely blown off. And then they came back last week and – 
played Wagner and won 52-3. to So uh, we'll find out more about them. They've got Wisconsin and Michigan State in advance of Indiana on October 21st. But their record's a little deceiving right now. They've played some cup, cupcakes, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I look not only at that Rutgers game, but Michigan State as well. If you've paid attention to them the last few weeks with the whole Mel Tucker situation, they have – really fallen off the face of the earth the last couple of weeks so that that too i think both of those games are really good candidates for indiana to pick up win number three and maybe even win number four all right uh how frustrating is it i posed this question to fans in the first segment and justin you are like a true iu fan yeah. i mean you you really are uh good seasons bad seasons good moments bad moments how frustrating is it to see coach brahm and louisville getting things rolling having this big saturday night game against Notre Dame. It's going to be an awesome environment there. Mm -hmm. Kentucky, a major win again over Florida, uh, doing some good things in Lexington is Coach Stoops. And then you've got Indiana, who they peaked in 2020. They had a good year, a number 13 finish in the country in 2020, which was a record-breaking season for Coach Allen and the Hoosiers. But after that, it's been really just down, down, down consistently. It's got to be frustrating for IU fans, especially those that still really try to follow football and really get into the Hoosiers during the football season to see the other local big dogs have all the success that they're having, or some good moments at least, and IU football just not anywhere on the radar in that same vicinity really, although they did keep it close with Louisville a few weeks ago. Yeah, no, I mean, it is frustrating, Matt, especially – so both of those situations, I'll touch on them separately, but the Kentucky one for me is really, really frustrating because if you look at the history of Kentucky football, look at the history of Indiana football, up to a certain point, they were pretty much the same program. And Kentucky's just had that upward trajectory, and they keep getting better and better and better every year. And now, I mean, you've got Kentucky fans thinking they can go down to Georgia and get the win on Saturday. That would Indiana fans, it, I mean, it would take years and years for us to get to a spot where we're going to Ohio State and say, man, this team has a really good shot to beat Ohio State. So that's frustrating in and of its own right. But then the Louisville situation, even more frustrating because they were on a downward slide and they just brought in one of the best coaches that is in the country. Whereas when you're a school like Indiana, and I brought this up with you a couple weeks ago here on your show, I just there's nobody out there that I think would be a splash name for Indiana to get. Much like, you know, I mean, we've seen it in basketball. They got Woodson to come back, and he's got the Hoosier tie, so everybody loved that. But there's not like an Indiana guy out there you can go hire. Not saying that I would want to hire an Indiana guy. I just want to hire a splash guy. And I don't think there's a splash guy out there that would satisfy this fan base. And if there is a guy out there like that that would satisfy the fan base, he doesn't want to come to Indiana. So that, that to me is the issue. All right, another text on the Thornton's text line. Coach Allen is CHB, parentheses, covering his butt by yeah. letting coaches go. It's just a matter of time before he goes. IU should be doing much better. I think that's kind of par for the course uh, from the IU fan base at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's basically what I was trying to say. He is trying to cover his butt, and I, and I don't blame him. I mean, you've, you've got to do something to satisfy this fan base and give it a little bit of hope moving forward. That's really all Indiana fans want, just a little bit of hope. You know, I, I, let, me, let me say this. Because of how Coach Allen has handled himself in the good moments and the bad moments, he's such a likable person. He's so positive. He treats fans and kids and even his players so, so good. 
and you just don't always see that anymore in college sports. Um, he's an Indiana guy, was a coach at Ben Davis and other schools in the state of Indiana. I, I think it's an interesting situation because, like we saw with Archie Miller, for example, and even probably to a lesser degree Tom Crean, I think there were some people that really liked Coach Crean as a person but maybe thought it was time for him to go as the basketball coach. I don't think people liked Archie Miller. Uh, his antics, his offense, his Romeo in the corner, his personality. I hate to, to stack it on him, but I think that's that's the feeling I get. I do think Indiana football fans, as, as frustrated as they are and as probably ready for change as they are, will be pretty respectful most times to Coach Allen because of just the person he is, how he's been, uh, just a very likable person. And that doesn't win you games. It doesn't get you recruits. It doesn't keep you at the top of the Big Ten or anything like that, but he's a good person, and I hope that regardless what happens at the end of this season, how this season goes, what his future is or isn't at Indiana, I hope people remember that because he is one good dude. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think there will be any ill will once, once that inevitably does happen and he's let go, or maybe he resigns. Who knows? I mean, that's – he is a great guy, but like you said, that doesn't win games on the field, and that's what Indiana ultimately wants to have is games won on the field because, to be quite frank with you, Indiana fans, myself included, I'm I'm tired of lo- of winning three, four, two games, five games. I just, how hard is it to go to a bowl? I mean, and I know I've brought up the Big Ten. They play in a brutal Big Ten. I get it, but there's still six winnable games at least on your schedule every single year just got to get the pieces to be able to compete against those teams. And thus far, Indiana has not been able to do that. In 2020, I've, Matt, admittedly, I've thought about it a few more times than I like to admit, but how does Indiana's program move forward had they not gotten gotten screwed against uh, – what What if they would have went to the Big Ten championship game instead of Ohio State who didn't meet the minimum game requirement? How does that propel the – program moving forward because then you're in the spotlight in that Big Ten championship game so I do wonder and I have a lot about how that potentially hurt Indiana's program yeah no I agree and uh, one other thing too that year I know it was such a strange time during COVID so things were different but that was such a fun year it was Um, such a such a great year for IU fans. I mean, it, it extended the basketball season. People were into football. There was that football-basketball overlap, which can be really tough if you're a member of the media. Tough to fit in on an hour radio show, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But, man, that was a really fun year. And if Indiana football could just get reasonably competitive, it just adds to the whole environment of the school year. And I think it's a great buildup. Even though there is some overlap, it's a great buildup to the basketball season. Yeah, no doubt. And ultimately, you would love to have that buildup going into basketball season. Because now, this year, last year, even the year before that, it's like, let's get through football season. We'll talk basketball, and we'll look forward to basketball. But let's just get through this football season, and we'll get to where the real fun starts. And that's kind of a weird mindset to have for Indiana fans because basketball hasn't really been all that great as of late either. So, yeah, just got to get through football, get to basketball, but ultimately at the end of the day you would want to have that overlap football leading in to a very good basketball season as well. All right, Texter on the Thornton's text line says, tired of having games and no zero, not a chance of winning. Yeah. I feel your pain. I think a lot of Indiana fans do. Justin, I don't get many texts on IU football. It's normally basketball, recruiting, even high school stuff mm-hmm. because of our show. 
today we've had four, five, six texts on IU football. I think we've hit a nerve here with some of the IU football all, fans. All you got to do is replace Mike Schumann with me. See what happens? <laughs> <laughs> Justin Kalen, producer of the show, stepping in today. We're still working out some technical problems and having some issues with the phone line. We hope that is fixed soon and we can get back to our regular guest. But Justin is doing a great job filling in today. And before we go to a break, Justin, let's get in a little basketball. Um, I mentioned Five games on Peacock, the streaming platform for NBC, and it looks like two exhibition games and then one regular season game, which I believe is par for the course recent years on Big Ten Network Plus. So that's the little additional web subscription for $9.99 a month that you need to see those activities. Uh, no, No big deal there, but the Peacock thing, I don't feel like it's as widely subscribed to by people that I know. I think that IU fans, a lot of people are going to have to shell out another subscription here to catch five of these big games and other Big Ten games that they're going to want to see. Yeah, and that's really unfortunate. You know, I mean, now I'm really going to stick my neck out on the line here. I've got some streaming sites that I use to get around some of that stuff, and those (laughs) options are out there. But, I mean, if you want to actually do it the correct way, yeah, you have to get all these streaming sites. And it's gotten to the point, Matt, where it's ridiculous, you know. I mean, there's five, six streaming services that everybody has to have if they want to watch certain games. So I think it's gotten out of control. I I I long for the day that – in 20, 30 years from now, we go back to the mindset of, hey, why don't we just put everything in one place? Oh, you mean like cable that we already had and got rid of? So I, I do think down the line that'll come back where everybody wants everything in one spot. But yeah, for right now, you're, I mean, your only option if you want to watch those games is to pay for the subscriptions. And oh, you better hope that there's like a free month, free month subscription or something because so, that can get very costly for fans. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, recruiting. Heating up, big month of October that we're in now. Some decisions expected this month. It seems like Indiana is in a really good spot with at least Liam McNeely and perhaps another recruit or two. What do you think happens this month? Does Indiana get McNeely? If so, does that lead to maybe having a chance at Derek Queen? Boogie Flan seems to really like Coach Woodson and the staff. Uh, how big would two or three commitments be here over the next 30 days for this program? Well, yeah, it would be huge. I mean, we were just talking about football season. Talk about getting some good news in the middle of a bad football season. That would do it. I've been very confident about McNeely, but oddly enough, once he dropped Texas and it became about Indiana and Kansas, I started to get a little bit more nervous, maybe because Indiana has gone up against Kansas several times with recruits, and I feel like majority of the time it is Kansas coming up with the recruiting wins. And then same thing with Kentucky. I've, I've been high on Boogie Fland. I really want Boogie Fland in Bloomington. But you brought it up, I think it was last week on your show, how many times has Indiana gone head-to-head with Kentucky, and that's been a losing battle for the Hoosiers. So for me, it, it really comes down to how much do those guys want to be a part of the campus of Bloomington. Hopefully they've gotten, well, there's no hopefully about it. They've gone to Bloomington and know, and they know how beautiful it is. I mean, everybody that's gone to Bloomington just knows how great of a city that is, but do they see themselves winning? And that's where I think coach Woodson really comes into play for these guys as he's, he seems like, like, almost like a dad, like a father figure, you know, and I feel like that's something that recruits can really latch on to, like, well, okay, this is going to be my dad away from home, and so hopefully Woodson's able to use that connection and, and get at least two of those guys. I would love Derek Queen as well, but 
admittedly, I don't I don't know as much about him as McNeely and Boogie Flan, but yeah, you get one of those. I don't even think you need multiple, Matt. If you get one of those guys in this month, that's going to be a huge recruiting win because, of course, as you know, we don't have a recruit for the 2024 class yet. All right, Justin Kalen, producer of this show, stepping in today to join in place of Mike Schumann as we have some issues with the phone line working things out after the big studio move. By the way, how's the overall move? I know with me doing the show remote, it's uh, caused probably some extra problems, but things pretty smooth otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's getting it's getting better. I've gotten to the point where I'm confident producing for Kentucky Roll Call now, and then Spears, who comes on after you, pretty confident doing his show as well. It is just your show at this point that's causing me the most stress due to the whole going remote thing. But we'll, we'll figure it out in, in due time. We'll figure it out. It's funny, but also it lets you know people care. How many people I've heard from when we've been off the air a couple oh, yeah. days or they hear us talk about Louisville, the studio in Louisville, the new the new digs in Louisville. Does that knock off IU? Does that knock off your show? Does that knock off high school sports? And obviously the answer to all that is no. But it's good to know, Justin, that we've got some loyal listeners, and uh, we do apologize for some of the technical problems, but we'll work it out here soon. Well, and I told you last week, somewhat kind of joking, somewhat serious, but at least this move took place during football season. You know, I mean, <laughs> imagine if we did this in November, December, right in the middle of basketball season, and you were forced to miss several shows the last couple of weeks, people would be losing their minds. So fortunately, we did do it at a time where it's a sport that people care less about in regards to Indiana. Yeah, no question. All right, Justin Kalen with me. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap up Tuesday with a chat on high school football. We'll look ahead to the rest of the season and this upcoming Friday night. We are moving closer to the postseason in football. The pairings coming out this weekend, some big games over the next few weeks. that will be fun to wrap things up before we get into sectional football. Stay with us. You're listening to a Tuesday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Time to replace or service your HVAC system. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Tuesday program. Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. We've got one more text to get to on IU football that just came in. Texter says, big problem with IU football is what seems an automatic three losses every season. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, slash Michigan State. Yeah, no question about it, but... Keep in mind the divisional deals going away at the conclusion of this season. So that would mean Indiana, unless it's just, I don't want to say luck of the draw, but bad luck of the draw, uh, would not play those three teams in the same season. Uh, But keep in mind that if they don't play one of those teams, they could add UCLA or USC or one of the new Big Ten teams, which could be a tough opponent for Indiana as well. So with the Big Ten reshaping up or uh, adding some new members, however you want to look at it. Man, Indiana football, I think their position in the conference, whether they play those big three in the same year or not, is still going to get 
tougher or remain as tough based on who's coming into the conference as well. So thank you for the text. High school football this week. Let's take a look at the schedule first and foremost. And by the way, this is week eight of the regular season. Charlestown at four and three on the year. They will host Salem. Clarksville still looking for their first win. They're going to have trouble because they're at North Harrison, who is having a really nice year at five and two. Floyd Central trying to win a Hoosier Hills Conference championship. They will take on Jennings County. They've got a great opportunity to finish the season uh, with an eight and one record. Jennings County this Friday, rival New Albany the next Friday. Jeffersonville coming off their loss to New Albany. They'll take on Columbus East on Friday night. New Albany will be at Seymour. Be a tough one for the Dogs on Friday. And Providence, 7-0, should have no problems moving to 8-0. They're going to take on 0-7 Corden. And, of course, that should set up a really big game between what should be 6-2 North Harrison and 8-0 Providence in the final week of the regular season. That game will be at Providence. Silver Creek this week, they are in action at Brownstown Central. So the Dragons with a big one in the Mid-Southern Conference. And I've mentioned this, Silver Creek 5-2. They have now won four games in a row. And uh, you have to go back to week one, a loss to Charlestown. Week two, a loss to Floyd Central. Uh, both of those teams are solid, so Silver Creek has put together a nice campaign. Justin, I'll bring you in to talk high school football here for just a moment. Providence is the big storyline. Floyd Central would be next in line if you ask, ask my opinion, but can the Pioneers finish the season undefeated? I, I do believe so, yeah. I mean, you mentioned that North Harrison game. I think that'll be real tough. North Harrison, typically a pretty stout team. They've got a really good running back room typically i don't know a whole lot about north harrison this year because i haven't seen them play i do know though that providence is really really good and they're they're going to make some noise in the postseason yeah i agree uh where do you have friday night justin as far i as will radio be coverage? at seymour for the new albany game so okay really looking forward to that one it was, seymour kind of walked all over them last year i'm hoping for a more competitive game this year seymour's kind of been up and down they've got a lot of talent on that team a lot of returning guys especially their wide receiver room so it's going to be a tough test for new albany but they were able to utilize three really big plays in their win against jeffersonville on friday that game really unfortunate matt that the final score line was 29 to 7 because it was a one score game throughout new albany just had two huge touchdowns in that fourth quarter to put that one away so that was a really fun game i think new albany has gotten better as this season's gone on and i was impressed with what i saw on friday so maybe they can make some noise up and see more on friday yeah, go dogs. That's right. All right, uh, that's going to wrap things up for this Tuesday show. Hope to have the phone line working at some point later this week, but regardless, we'll be on the rest of the way. Uh, I'll be down at the Harvest Homecoming Parade on Saturday. If anybody going to be at that, say hello. I'll be with my old friend Vernon Niemeyer uh, announcing the parade as they come down Spring Street into downtown. That's a tradition for the last number of years that I've enjoyed doing. And, of course, Harvest Homecoming signals the uh, end of uh, fall sports and football and the beginning of basketball not far away. So say hello if you're down at Harvest for the parade with uh, the kids this weekend. We'll be down there announcing the parade uh, for the listeners there in the audience. But have a great Tuesday. Back with you Wednesday at 11 a.m. Check out the podcast. If you missed the live show, and I'll talk with you tomorrow here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. <laughs>